Live from New York, it's the show that got their upset alert correct. It's first things first. Huge show today. Huge show today. Well, take a bow, Cardinals. Upset of the year as Dallas falls. Broussard, not happy. Meanwhile, the Dolphins erupt. Sean Payton is furious. And is Miami the new best team in the NFL? And finally, the rumors are true. I can't believe it. After weeks of speculation, after weeks of rumors, we finally got confirmation that the Chiefs can score more than 20 points. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, how do you feel about your Chiefs? Same as I felt all year. That's not true. Same that as so I felt not true. That is all so not true. It's definitely Monster true. show. You feel much better. Oh, no, I, I can feel tell. Exactly your no. countenance is so much Fuck better. Countenance. All right, here we go. Here's we the main We start with the upset of the day. Yeah. In their first what game the? without Trayvon, the self-appointed Super Bowl contenders. Dallas Cowboys went into Arizona and lost. Dak had one touchdown, one interception, and one odd shot at the media. Take a listen. <laughs> Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we knew we know who we are, um, and, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got got what they wanted. Uh, for us, um, that hadn't been but one one undefeated team in this league um, ever, ever. So, uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It's humbling, um, but to say it's a wake up call, we we knew we had a lot of adversity, um, and we just just didn't get it done. The Dolphins and the Patriots, no. Okay, Brew. I'm scared to ask. Why is Brew angry? <laughs> Can you put a grade on the Cowboys' performance for us? A grade? Yes, please. <laughs> a grade. You want a grade. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Less than a week after the owner says that his head coach should take a bow. <laughs> He's so upset Because our offense that. is so great. Yeah. They rack up one touchdown mm-hmm. and 16 total points against a defense. That gave up 31 second half points just a week ago to Daniel Jones and the hapless New York Giants. Let's see. <laughs> Less than a week after Micah Parsons uh-huh. says the lion is ready to hunt. Oh, I, forgot about I got a new prey on my mind and it's Josh Dobbs. <laughs> They allow Josh Dobbs, a fourth-round pick, who's played on four teams in three years, who started five games, to rack up nearly 250 yards and a passer rating of 120. Let's see. They're not at the grade yet. Less than two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. After Micah, Micah's running his mouth. He's got a podcast. After Micah tells Cowboy Nation. Yeah. Buckle up. Oh, I knew that. Because this is going to the Super Bowl. They rack up 12 penalties in the first half. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's the most ever and a half in an NFL game in the last 12 years. Well, Let's well, see. We got to get a great With thing. everybody and their mamas calling this the best defense in the league. Uh-huh. Right, the doomsday oh, defense, yeah. the, the the Legion of Boone, the Orange Cross, yes, Lawrence Taylor, the 85 Bears, they give up 222 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Yeah. So, Wilds. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, thank goodness. I went to Catholic schools oh. where they grade hard. Uh-huh. And the nuns take no prisoners. <laughs> so, when I consider all of the evidence. Yes. Uh-huh. There is only one grade I can give these Cowboys. <laughs> F game! They brought their F game to Arizona. And Nick, before uh, you go before quickly, go, let me, let me quickly, quickly finish. <laughs> let me wrap it up. Well, right? The show's almost over. <laughs> I got to say this. Okay, okay, you're going to have Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Conner and all of you brothers playing for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Take a bow. Oh, wow. Take a bow. Yeah, I mean, that was great. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. It was, it was, and imagine if you're watching this, 
And you were one That's of those good. people last week arguing the Cowboys should be a top, like, power <laughs> rankings or tiers weeks. or anything. How, well, they what look a, good. What a fool. No, Pass, what a fool you would Pass feel like. It. All right, so here's the thing. I, I would hope people have learned their lesson mm-hmm. that a team that we all consider excellent having a terrible performance against an opponent we all consider probably terrible early in a season <laughs> does not a season make. We saw it last year with the Chiefs and the Colts. Yep, we we saw it the year before with Cincinnati, who maybe at the time we didn't know was excellent. We found out later when they lost to the Bears. Tom Brady, it was either week four or five when he also was playing a bad Bears team, and that was the famous, do I get a fifth down play? So this, it, this does not, by any means, and I know Brew is not even saying it does, end the Cowboys right. as contenders. Right. No. It is, however, embarrassing in this through the lens of Dak did have quite the odd quote. So the quote we just played for you, y'all put us on top of the world, and now you get what you wanted. Doesn't really make sense. No. And hit, furthermore, the kind of canary in the coal mine that maybe possibly, and you know how much this pains me, Brew might have had a slight point about the Cowboys putting the cart before the horse a bit. Slight point. Was slight when point. Dak Prescott said, there's only been one undefeated team ever. That quote makes a lot of sense if you're 13 and 0 and you have a trip up game you shouldn't have. Yep. At 2 and 0, like right now the Eagles and Bucks are both undefeated they play tonight. I'm guessing whoever loses that game is not going to be like, "Well, we knew it was going to be tough. There's only been one undefeated team ever." <laughs> They're just going to And so I do think there was some validity to it. Now, and we'll get to this more later, I also think that I am, it is easier for me to excuse the defensive performance than the offensive performance because I think the Diggs injury, maybe there was a bit of a 96-hour shell shock. Not that they can't compete without him, but from an emotional deflation standpoint sure. that I think any team that loses one of its best players in a practice in particular, where you almost have built into it, or over the course of a season, we're going to have guys knocked out during games. But anybody that gets hurt in a practice, you feel like, gosh darn it, if we just do a drill a little differently, he doesn't get hurt. So I, I, I am not at all writing off the Cowboys, but what I am saying is some of this stuff does lend credence to some of the skepticism that they were a little high on their own supply. Yes. That I can that I can grant. Our Cowboys defense, yes. as Brew mentioned, gave up 28 points, 400 yards, 222 on the ground. No takeaways. Here's Micah's takeaway on the loss. The outcome is definitely shocking. Uh, it definitely hurts. Um, anytime you compete, it hurts to lose. But uh, I take ownership. The reality is we got to take in every game is like the Super Bowl. And we got to play up to our standard. We can't play down to teams, and I felt like that's what we did today. <laughs> I mean, not perfect. What? Not Hold great. On. Do you agree, though? That playing down to after, Don't you, after think you they lose, played down say, to the Cardinals? But should he say that? Thank you, bro. We think that. Yes, let us say that. Okay. Go also, ahead. the I Cardinals mean, aren't bad. Cardinals had a uh, fourth quarter hard. lead in every one of these games. They just gave it up the last two times. Okay, I think, I think we're going to, at the end of the season, say the Cardinals are a bad team. The Cardinals aren't miserable. How about that? They're okay, sure. They're yeah. They're, they're, they're I mean, not they're a more great fun squad. to watch than the Patriots. I agree. I mean, oh. there are some other teams out there that are. <laughs> well, they just that, beat that your Super not, Bowl not, team, so the, they must be okay. No, they, well, a hundred percent. They they yesterday. I think they played well because in a, this is we've seen this story before. As far as a team does overlook an opponent, that opponent gets off to a good start, and the ball starts rolling downhill to mm-hmm. a degree. What I think is more noteworthy when it comes to Micah Parsons in talking about yesterday. Yesterday's game is less about the post-game comments and more about how the Cardinals sneaky neutralized him. Now, he still had a good statistical game by almost any other defensive player's standard. He had a sack. He had a couple tackles for a loss. He had hits on the quarterback. But the reason Arizona was so effective running the ball 
was they used his aggression against him in a way we have seen done in the past. If you remember last year, I forget, gosh darn it, I forget which opponent it was, right. but did the exact same thing yeah. going right out. It might have been Philadelphia in one of the games uh, early on. And yeah. so there is a level of that to me, if I'm the Cowboys, is something I want to look more at, which is our team's going to now start to run right at yes. our superstar pass rusher. And in order for him to counteract that, how much does that take away from his superstar pass rushing if he has to guard up against it? Well, I think also, look, they're going, teams are going to do that. They kind of got him off guard with the misdirection early, and then they started running right at him, right? And we saw it the last two years, his play has declined a little as the season went on, right? I think that's because he can get worn down. I mean, he's, this is a smaller guy compared to all these offensive linemen that he's going against. And if they keep running at him and he's even pass rushing and going against them, that could wear him down. That's a concern of mine. I want to throw this out because you guys know I have a problem with the Cowboys culture. Yeah. All right, starting with Jerry Jones, and he says these silly off-the-wall things, and it leads to some of the players saying stuff. All right, now, Micah – I. Micah, you guys know, I think he's tremendous. I thought he was the MVP after the first two games. He's my pick for defensive player of the year in the preseason. But I think, like, what he said, he shouldn't say that about we played down to our opponent. Okay? And I also wonder, and I, I don't want to take money out of his pockets. I don't want to tell him what to do. He's, I support his right to do a podcast. But you look at the guys doing podcasts. Travis and Jason Kelsey, they got rings. Tyreek Hill's been all, all over some. He's got a ring. Uh, even uh, Paul George and Pat Beverly, longtime veterans. Draymond Green, rings. Are there, is there a young player? That is has not you know accomplished team wise something like this that has a pocket because it gives you tons of opportunity to say the wrong thing. He, it's a great listen. He does a great job, but I just wonder if he's gonna put his foot in his mouth too many times. Well, and and by the way, because he's who he is, and because they're the Cowboys. It will be dissected in a way almost no other player podcast other than Draymond's is. Travis and Jason's is dissected pretty well, but it's a different thing. That's almost like a family business type of thing. You know what I mean? And again, veterans, you're older. Yeah, and they're not. It is. They're not trying to really talk that much about NFL football. They're talking about life with a little football mixed in. It's a different spot than Micah's. I think it's an interesting point. Let's take a look at the Cowboys in the red zone. Lowest red zone zone touchdown percentage this season. Frisky Texans, Titans, Bake Show, then the Cowboys, Jets, and Saints. Nick, do you think this – oh, no, before we get to you, Mike McCarthy. We're not uh, not executing, obviously, the way we like to. I get, I get to do a better job, obviously. Uh, that starts with me. You know, they were playing us really, really, um, you know, high in coverage. So that's why, you know, we were committing to the run, which, you know, I felt – you know, we a lot of times we had to go the length of the field. Um, we backed off in some sharp plays and everything, but yeah, we need to do a better job in red zone. Are right, you think this is a major issue? Well, I mean, it's why they lost the game, and it was worse than even those numbers suggest. So, like I said, I can give the defense a bit of a pass. There were a few giant, when the Cowboys got it down to less than a one-score game, they allowed the 67-yard play up the sideline. The game starts with Josh Dobbs running for 60 yards. Those are kind of busted coverages, you know, uh, maybe singular issues. And the Diggs injury was wildly unsettling to them in the short term, I think. This was as bad of a red zone performance as we've seen in the NFL in two years. Five trips, 16 points. That, that, that is the fewest points scored with that many trips in the red zone the last two seasons. And it's not like they were fringe red zone trips. In the second half, they got the ball to the 8, the 4, the 8, and the 5 and came away with 6 points. Now, the glass half full version of it is, ah, that just means a couple plays go differently and everything's fine because the Cowboys were moving the ball. If you just look at total yardage, you'd have thought the Cowboys won this game. They were moving the ball at will. The reason it is concerning is, I would say, threefold. The first one is, last year, Brew, they were the number one red zone team in football, and their primary target was Dalton Schultz, and their primary ball carrier was Zeke Elliott. Both gone. So that's the first reason. Second reason is, any concerns you have about the Cowboys probably have to do with either the coach or the quarterback 
And that's where – why are the Chiefs the best red zone team in the league or essentially the best every year? Coach is brilliant. Quarterback's awesome. That's basically all you have to have for it. So that's – those are the concerns. And Dak, the fact that his first pick of the season came in that exact spot felt ominous. And the fact that on the previous red zone trip, on a fourth down, he almost dirted the ball when it's fourth down, just let your guy have a chance to make a play, seemingly to avoid making the mistake throwing the pick, those things were, to me at least, not nothing. They they were concerning, and it's why they lost the game. It's concerning. They've been doing this all year. Now, it it didn't matter against the uh, the Jets or the Giants. Well, Giants, the first they were game. good in the red zone, I thought. But well, Jets, they, they were terrible. They're 6 for 15 this season as far as touchdowns yep. in the red zone. Yep. Yesterday, Dak was 2 for 9 passing, obviously with one interception, one touchdown, in the red zone. Oh. And what I saw Seven in that, that la- late in the game, like, Nick, what are the questions? We You're right. We had questions about Dak making a mistake. Yeah. And Mike uh, McCarthy's play call yep. and clock management. So they get into the red zone with five minutes, five and a half minutes left. They run five straight plays, run with Tony Pollard up the middle. Five straight. That takes off two minutes. Well, that's the other thing. They two, played it like they were down 12. one score. Yes, you, you still got to get the ball back and score. Yeah. But why did he do that? Is it because he didn't trust Dak? I mean, why are you running? Fi- Either he had a brain freeze and forgot about the clock, which is a problem if that's the case. Sure. And if he was concerned that I don't want my quarterback to make a bad play and throw an interception, that's a concern as well. So, yeah, it, it is an issue that not just for yesterday, but I think for moving forward, something we should watch. All right, head out to Kansas City where we finally got proof that the rumors floating around about a spark turned out to be true and the Chiefs still have an explosive offense. Mahomes went for three touchdowns and the Chiefs rolled the listless <laughs> bears. Nick, last week we tried to spoon feed you a take. We yeah, had it like came that. up with it in the meeting. We said, hey Nick, can you guarantee yeah. that the you Chiefs have an explosive? Do you remember what he said? I'm not a puppet. I'm not a karaoke machine. Like, I don't, too Can't scared. just press a button too to nervous. get a take. I won't guarantee it. <laughs> I was shocked. Either. I was like, come on, really? We're trying to add some juice to the segment. Can I tell America something real quick? Wilds tries to be a nice guy, and before the show was like, hey, do you mind if I say we tried to spoon feed you a take? And I'm like, no, man, that won't bother me at all. And then on the show does the only thing that he knows bothers me, which is that stupid voice. Not an impression of you. What is it? Just a voice. Exactly. Uh, Listen, uh, so... As I told you, the Chiefs are practicing. Okay. And that was a good practice. Yeah, That was a good practice. They completed all 10 different receivers, and oh, riddle me that. Oh, wait, do we have an over-the-middle threat now to replace Juju Smith-Schuster? Looks like Rache Rice might fill that very role. And then you saw the Richie James without an injury. So Washington comes in. Elevate him. Oh, now we have a punt returner. You Jarek McKinnon doing what he did last year, catching touchdowns. And I know it's all going to be muddled, not muddled, but lost in the fog of the fact that Miami scored 70 points. But I would bet a lot of money that the single most dominant half of football played in the NFL all season, from this, like, week one to the end of the year, will end up being the first half the Chiefs played against the Bears. I don't think anybody else, 34-0. Let's monitor it. Let's see if there's another team all year that wins a half by more than 34 points. It happened once last season, a 35-0 Bengals-Panthers half of football. So the, the Chiefs, and by the way, it should have been 38-0. They took a touchdown off the board. So, yeah, I mean, the, and by the way, the other thing, if you were watching this game, national game on Fox, you know the graphic they kept putting up there? The youngest defense in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. And that defense is allowing 11 points per game. So, yeah, the okay, Chiefs were never gone. With the, with the bear, you know. The, they played the Lions. The Lions pretty good, right? They allowed two touchdowns. Not good enough. Okay, yeah. So the, they've allowed three touchdowns yeah. all year. And, and the Giant, yeah, the Giants second half against uh, Arizona was pretty good, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think you have to. T- it was impressive, obviously, but we have to take into account the opponent. 
All right. I mean, it was the Bears. Uh, Jordan Love and the Packers put 38 on the Bears. Jordan Love's pretty good. You know, so that's they, when they had a defensive Baker too. and crew put what they put 27. Well, Baker, every Baker's every excellent. one of yeah. the three opponents of the Bears has had a season high in points. So let's just take at that the half before into they consideration. The starters pretty good. Was it? I, they will, were great. Will there be a, a more dominant half of football played in the NFL all year? Yes, we're there's count. already been. The, not by 30. Not 34. Not well. If you're just looking at points, but. I, I'm also – I got another concern. I mean – You got another concern? Mahomes and Andy Reid are asked about Travis Kelsey's new girlfriend. Yeah. Could that be a potential distraction? No. no. You sure? No. Yeah, and I'm not sure that's his new girlfriend. Oh, just well, I'm not somebody sure. just friends? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay. sure exactly oh, okay. what, what the story is. I, I'm ready to announce I'm back on the Chiefs bandwagon. You were never invited on it. You jumped off. You, you, you crashed. You are, Here's what Wilds did. Here. Can I tell you what Wilds did? Wilds crashed a wedding. And then, and and then, and then a couple <laughs> songs in yelled to the crowd, this party sucks, no, and walked out. <laughs> and then they started playing Can't Stop Believing," and Wilds came running back in. This is my song. You were never invited. You announced you were out. We don't want you back. Tell that to the mayor of Kansas City, who I met. Okay. Uh, Chiefs Jets, Chiefs Vikings, Broncos Chiefs, Chargers Chiefs, Chiefs Broncos, Dolphins Chiefs. Yeah. That sounds I, I, like a Super Bowl team. That sounds like a playoff team. Check in on November 5th. I might be leaving the party again for the Dolphins. But right now, I'm with you until November. Coming up next, it's the Broncos season already over. Uh-oh. Wow. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Miami Dolphins Tua went full Miami Heat LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, not four, <laughs> not five, not six, not seven. You get it. Ten touchdowns. 726 yards. Second most points of all time until they took their foot off the gas at the end of the game and left the scoring record intact. Here's Mike McDaniel and Tua. Take a listen. I will be fine getting second guessed um, by turning down um, NFL records, uh, that's that's fine. And no, I, I I am very very okay with the decision, um, and I think the team, notably the the leaders of the team, supported it. We got respect, and we're not we're not trying to go out there and humiliate teams. You know, that's just what that's just what it uh, happened happened to to look like. <laughs> He just humiliated <laughs> Bro, should the Dolphins have gone for the record? I, look, I do get, and Mike McDaniel had another quote where he was like, similar to what Tua said. I, I get it, Coach, because they put the bench in, right? They For basically the, most of the fourth quarter, it was the second teamers. And you're not going to tell them don't score. You're going to tell you're going to give these ch- guys a chance. They've been practicing hard all week. They hardly ever get to play. Let them play, and you play, all right? And they kept scoring. And so I get how you could say humiliate you scored 70 yeah but and that's different than kick they weren't kicking field goals they were just scoring touchdowns but I I do at first I thought man they 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 probably did the right thing but I would say go for the record because records are important I mean records it it, even I mean the sack record when Michael remember Michael Strahan got it and Favre gave it to him Wilt scoring 100 points we know his teammates were fouling the other team so they could get the ball to him so he could score and we don't diminish those records if they let's say if the Dolphins going to win the Super Bowl and the question is, it's a big debate. Is this the best offense ever? Just, I mean, get score 70 is a big, <laughs> big support too. But having the all time record, score, yeah, yeah sure. you score 70, it's just another notch in your belt. So I, and co- finally, we see college scores all the time 70 something points, yeah. right? And those aren't professionals, these are kids. These are professionals. I always say if you don't like, you're talking about running up the Go score. Against, you're a professional. You're getting paid to do this. Stop them. Block the field goal if you don't want them to tie the record. So now I say, you know what? They should have gone for huh. it. They should have gone for it. Yeah, there's, there's no awards that should be given out for, for them being so sensitive. 
They scored 70 points. It's not like they didn't embarrass them about as much as you could possibly be embarrassed. And what rec- what year was the, the record set? So, 1966. Okay, so there's barely few people alive that remember that game. Drew that happened. one of them. <laughs> he did. He, he was at the game. But, but, like, we shouldn't be giving out any bouquet of roses for how sensitive the Dolphins were. They hung 70 on them. <laughs> Now, to his credit, they did only pass, I think, one time in that last, the last 14 points they got. Yeah, they And they ran it like 14 ran, times. Ran the and the Dolphins yards. didn't stop them yeah. running the ball. But at that point, to right. kick a field goal would have been so obnoxious and yeah. so ridiculous but that you just, you can't, awesome, you though. just can't. It's also, it. I think, what Sean Payton would have done. Oh, I, I watched Sean Payton try to run the score up on Tom Brady in his first game with the Bucks, and, and you know, run. What, what was that score though? What they were like up thirty-eight. No, 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 they were. It was they were actually only up eleven, but they could have been oh. taking knees, and that's the play Michael Thomas got hurt on that gets lost to history. Right, but that's, right. but that's. I want to take this in a slightly different direction, because right now, Brew, and I'm not setting you up like I did last week. I promise. Right now, Brew, <laughs> sure who's not. everybody's league MVP? Oh, he, he, Tua is the Tua, MVP. Tua right, right now is league no MVP. Doubt. Right now, he is. They didn't have Jalen Waddle yesterday, by the way. Mm-hmm. He is playing essentially perfect football. And Dolphins fans are going to get mad at me, and I apologize. But this, I feel like this is should be said on Tua's behalf. The Miami Dolphins, since they have drafted Tua Tagovailoa, tried to get Tom Brady, tried to get Deshaun Watson, were connected to Russell Wilson, and were connected briefly to Aaron Rodgers. All those things happened. They could have given him a contract extension this offseason. Chris Greer said in August, you know, we're going to table the talks until after the year. We're not even going to have the talks right now. He watched Justin Herbert get his extension, who has accomplished less than him, and watched Joe Burrow get his extension, same draft class, who has accomplished more. Tua Tungavailoa right now this moment should have his agent walk into the Dolphins' office and say, I want that contract extension. It would be an amazing I want move. it now. I, Wild guys, move. what did we say when Trayvon Diggs got hurt? Thank God he got paid. Mm-hmm. Why are the Dolphins not paying him? Because they're concerned about his injury history. If you're Tua Tungavailoa, exactly. That's why I so want to be paid right now. So should he run the risk of ruining I, what could be a Super Bowl winning season? Uh, that, the Dolphins this? would be running the risk. Tua's saying nothing. Tua's going to be right there. I, uh, guys, no problem. I am going to keep showing up for practice. I need those contract talks to reopen right now, and I would like to have it done by, let's call it, before Sunday at 1 when I'm scheduled to play again. It's pretty yeah. simple. Sound, uh, that's coach, an amazing nah. take. I, 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 let me I ask disagree. you this. If they were, let, let, just real quick, let's say they didn't break off the negotiations and he, he was having this amazing season and they were this close to yeah, all right, a few fine points need to get hammered out. We'll do it after the game. And he got concussed in that game. Do the Dolphins then say, we got to wait? But guys, sorry, yeah, yeah. we got to wait. Oh, that's why they didn't pay him. Right. Personally. And Obviously. now he had, this might be the only time this guy has leverage. He has no guaranteed money after the fifth year option. Everybody thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. They scored 70 points. And, and Nick's right. The, the second he gets another concussion, oh, his I, value I is going to drop. Dramatically, they, and and the most leverage he has is right now. Right now, I mean, business-wise, well. it, it is a smart business move, but it would be unprecedented. I, I can't remember any other player. And what if they in. say no? Well, then they start, they, start then, sitting out well, games. Then, but that would be I mean, the Dolphins just, making that choice. If the Dolphins want to blow up the season, they'd be blowing it up. It would not be Tua. This is where the this is where we got to be fair about how we talk about these things. Tua is not threatening. It would not be threatening anything under this scenario. He's just saying, guys, I want that contract extension. We were talking about it. You said we're going to wait until after the year. I don't want to wait anymore. I would like it now, please. You saw what Justin Herbert got. We can work around those parameters. And if they say no. I mean, they've, they've tried to move on from him four times. Yeah. But that, don't you think 70. that's been understandable in the past? Yeah, and this would be understandable by him. so much. This yeah. would be I understandable mean, it's, it's, by it's him. It's a smart business move. There, there is a fair Football. point. They have tried to move on from him. He's got the most leverage. Now, for him to do that, would, that, yeah. would be, that would be an amazing uh, feat for, for him to walk in and, and actually ask yeah. for that. But wouldn't be bad. If I was sitting there, like, maybe if you got the record, but... <laughs> We're going to do it. You got three more points. We're going to do it. Russell Wilson couldn't put up uh, 70, so Denver lost. Yeah, they get 71. Uh, Here's Sean Payton after the game. Obviously, uh, that was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm more. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 70. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. 
That's <laughs> historically. That was a rough one. All right, who's at uh, fault here, Nick? Coach, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who does Sean Payton coach? Like, does he coach the offense? Does he coach the defense? Does he coach, he should coach the whole team. The whole team. Did part of that team just give up 70 points? Uh, yes. Was that defense pretty awesome last year? They were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton in his career, the probably the single biggest weakness he's had is figuring out the defensive side of the ball. He went 7-9 three straight years with Drew Brees because they had bottom-tier defenses. Uh, can't blame this one on Russ. Can't. Listen, he spent all week priming us to if we have problems, it's because Russ won't, you know, can't read his watch, won't look at the wristband right. Can't blame this one on Russ. And this is where, and got, listen, I empathize with Sean Payton in this regard. If anybody understands what it's like, like to be, gosh darn it, if I just hadn't said that one thing, my life would be so much easier. That's basically the story of my life. Well, you are. <laughs> I, I, I get the idea if I just hadn't said that. But this coach is where that. I'll be pissed off if we don't make the playoffs. That was the worst coaching job in NFL history interview. This doesn't look like a better coach team than Nat Hackett's team. It's, and so, I, the, the, to me, the lion's share goes on the head coach. Well, the good news is special teams played pretty well. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was a kick I thought, return. I was going in for one, one sort of ray of sunshine. Yeah. I thought the special teams did play pretty well. But when you look at it, and, and you look at the start last year, so they were 3-5 they were and five through eight games last season. Of those five losses, two were in overtime, and one was by one point. And so when, when, you, when you cast aspersions at someone else and, and you talk about how poorly they did, and then you come out and you're 0-3, so this is the second-worst start that a uh, head coach in Denver has had next to Vic Fangio, who started 0-4. So, so you, when you have all those things built up after you've said how much better it could have been, it's hard not to assume – accountability and I'm sure Nick is absolutely right he wishes he had that interview back especially in light of of what just happened but at the end of the day you coach the whole team and whether you're giving up 70 points or not scoring any points you're ultimately responsible for what happens collectively. And I would say it's worse than Fangio's 0-4 start because you gave up 70. Yeah. I mean, that's just – Because Fangio now is 70. on the team that just hung 70 yeah, on you. Right, right. Miami. Coach – the D, I mean, he is responsible. He had Vance Joseph as his DC, so defensive coordinator. So, yeah, I don't know what Vance is doing with that defense, which was top 10 the last two years. But over, ultimately, man. it would go to Sean Payton because you brought this guy in. And, coach, some of the, the tackling or lack thereof yesterday was jarring. I mean, some of these, t- like, look at this picture. photo. <laughs> How is that five, six Broncos just laid out? <laughs> I mean, but but even worse than that, Mostert, a couple of his touchdown runs, I was looking at it like, do they know how to tackle? Did they just play touch in training camp? Because they, and I don't know, Coach, I, I can't imagine that they have already, like Sean Payton's already lost these guys. But the degree of defensive futility from a team that's been top 10 the last two years, I was like, it, it, it looks like they've quit, whether it was just quit on that game yesterday. I don't want to say they've quit on him because, again, I can't imagine that. But well, that was – the defense well, is they quit horrible. on him or not, it's not going to – he's going to be there. And, and he's going to go in with the message of if you don't want to tackle, we're going to find someone that can, that can tackle. If you don't want to do the things we're asking you to do, we're going to go find someone that, that, that can do those things. And, and we're not going to allow this to happen again. And if they have to start – Turning over the roster, then they, you turn over the roster, and until you but get the guys. But this was a good defense last year, I, I, and I, I totally agree, which makes it that much more alarming as to where they are. And if you're an assistant coach or player, you're concerned that that your address may be changing soon. Broncos Bears, odd must-win game of win this uh, They better beat the Bears. Coming up next, the Prince who was promised. Still? Well, there's no way. There's no way we're still calling that. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. 
CJ Stroud <laughs> and the Texans. Look at this pass. CJ. Oh, oh one wrong mistake. Team. I thought it was a good throw. Uh, I'll play Jacksonville fell one and two. Prince had one touchdown and interception, which you saw there. In a mysterious tweet, hmm, either taking receipts or taking notes or going to grad school. Here's Doug Peterson after the game. Do you think there's any sense that this team maybe read too much of all the offseason hype and is now pressing to try to maybe get to where they thought they might be? Um, you know, I think that's I think that's real. I do. Uh, I think that's real. Um, and and you know, you know, I, I've been around this game too long to know that you can't you can't live in the past, or you're gonna you're gonna fail in the future. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, are we retiring the trumpets? They are expensive too. The uniforms. The, the trump. The, the, I'm listen. The bottom line gets it. You might not. Okay. The trumpets are a celebration of the prince that was promised. Mm-hmm. And he, the idea that he was the problem yesterday or he's been the problem is laughable. Right. Anybody, listen, he was Trevor Lawrence A-plus yesterday? No, he wasn't. Was he the first, second, third, or fourth reason they lost? Absolutely not. I, and so, R- Trevor, how I feel about Trevor Lawrence is the exact same as before the game. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. I think he is going to be universally regarded as a perennial MVP candidate. How I feel about the 2023 Jags is shaken a bit because I said the Jags team can make the AFC title game, can be a 13-win team, and that was an abysmal performance. The defense has not been impressive all year, mm-hmm. and there was we were talking about lack of effort in the Broncos game. If we can show you one play, uh, take a picture, America. It might be the last kick return ever. It's a fullback. That was a great it's a return. fullback. That was great. I feel great. And he, watch. I mean, this is. I, it is a great job by this guy. But the, he's 255 pounds. He got some wheels. And so, listen, they get the left tackle Cam Robinson back from suspension next week. Their next two games are you know, kind of pseudo-home games in London against Atlanta and then Buffalo. But right now the Jags' defense, the Jags' effort, the Jags right now, according to Nate Tice, have lost more points due to drops through three weeks than any team in the last four years. All that's concerning. No, I don't think that. any of that check. is an indictment on I'll Trevor. Check that stat. What? Josh, let's get on that. Drop okay. more points. Uh, dro- <laughs> again, I, I said according I'm, to Nate I'm Tice. I'm telling Josh, check so it. I, it's not, the trumpeters are about the greatness that is Trevor, but that the Jags right now are not a great team. Look, there's, I got some concern. Trevor... Right now, Nick, 21st in the league in completion percentage. Drops. 22nd in passer rating. Drops. That doesn't this drops That's thing. not drops, right? Inoculated. 22nd in yards per attempt. Yeah, now, look, I'm a team player, and I feel like the Bugle Boys probably won't show up anymore. <laughs> I brought you some Bugles. Remember these? These were delicious no, like 40 years ago. Bugles. Bugles, I brought you these, and the music is because it's I mean, a sad day. Because we won't, have, <laughs> we won't have the buglers anymore. I, I, they're the royal trumpeteers. They're not bugle boys. Coach Whatever they are, are I don't think we're going to see them again. We, we, are forgetting, we are forgetting that just like Cincinnati has, has Kansas City's number, the Texans have Jacksonville's number. They've won six of seven, and they, I think it's ten out of eleven and sixteen out of nineteen. They they have right. they have been dominant in, in that series. And the good news is Trevor played better in the first game this year than he played in the first game against them last like year. He was he was thirty percent better with his quarterback rating. He was fifteen percent better in completion. He threw one less better. interception, yes. okay. which is positive. It's all good. But they just he, they just have struggled over and over with dealing with the Texans and and. Historically great. I, and and, and if we look at, and if we look at them last year, too, they too. started slow as a team last year. They were 2-6 and oh, six and then got to 4-8 and eight and then won the last five games exactly. of the season. There we go. So it looks like this is their M.O. They start slowly and they build. Now what, now, what I will say is if you are an elite quarterback, you would like to think that you're over that hump and now you're going to win on a consistent yeah, basis. We'll get there. And we're just not going to follow the we'll same pattern over also, and over again. Also, did you see what Brew did with these their These are good. All of a sudden, Indy's good because they beat his beloved Ravens. <laughs> now, all last week, they're they playing were good football. All they're last week, they were Wobegon, and now they're good. The Ravens, are missing, these I these are Ravens are missing eight starters. I you also remember just these got coach? your tobacco home game in London. I just got it. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. 
All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Tomorrow, we're just talking about this. There needs to be major movement on this mountain. It was a slippery day yesterday. Yeah, what happened to Sam Howell? It wasn't great. Sam Howell's buried underneath 30 feet of snow. He's probably falling It wasn't great. Uh, Mahomes Bound, one of the best segments in all sports television. Super Bowl Bound Jets, whose defense was allegedly on par with the 85 Bears, now 1-2 and and at the bottom of the AFCs. Who could have seen that coming? Jets faithful have reached the Carson Wentz clamoring for a quarterback stage. Uh, Oh, sure, let me just grab a, a Super Bowl quarterback right off the shelf there. Oh, Matt Ryan, he was in the Super Bowl. Let's call him, even though he's broadcasting the game. Here's Robert Sala. Uh, right now, Zach is the best player on the, in the um, – he's who gives us the best chance to win. And, um, you know, so that's – basically the, that would be the cleanest answer I could give you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well – do the Jets need to go get a QB? Yeah, of course. Listen, it's not tenable but with Zach Wilson, but because they didn't acknowledge that right when Aaron got hurt, by the time they get the new quarterback and by the time the new quarterback plays, the season will already be over. They've blown this. And I, yesterday was a good example as to why Jet fans need to let go of this idea that, oh, we did everything right. How could we have anticipated that our quarterback was going to get hurt? This, it, Dwayne Brown is still on the IR even if Aaron Rodgers' Achilles is not snapped. You're, you're, you made all of your offseason decisions based around who Aaron Rodgers is friends with. Who should your offensive coordinator be? Aaron Rodgers' buddy. Who should your wide receivers be? Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, even though you have Elijah Moore. You signed McCall Hardman. He can't get on the field. Right now, the reason poor Robert Sala has to, be, has to say Zach Wilson's our best quarterback is because their other quarterback is Tim Boyle, whose qualification is Aaron Rodgers' buddy. Tim Boyle, by the way, America, has thrown 108 passes in the NFL, managed for eight of them to be picked. You might be like, ah, that's unfair sample. In Division I college, he had one touchdown in his college career and 13 picks. That's a true story. Look it up, bro. That is a true story. (laughs) Tim Boyle. Yet, he gets to be the Jets' backup quarterback because Rodgers wanted another friend in the quarterback room. And so, I mentioned this earlier. The Chiefs had their six-string receiver and punt returner get hurt. You know what they did the week of? Elevated a new guy. Because it's like, well, we had someone we were relying on get hurt, elevated a new guy who's a punt returner this week. The Jets had the quarterback that they built their entire offseason around get hurt, and they changed nothing. And they're like, well, we thought Zach would be good. The idea of Zach Wilson being good is like if you have an exam in the morning and you sleep with the textbook under your pillow. Like, I'm going to learn from this. No, you're not. Zach's going to be good because he's in proximity of Aaron Rodgers. No. I, look, I, I don't mind them giving Zach a shot. But at this point, they got to go get a quarterback. It, it's, coach, it's not fair to the other players. I mean, you see the frustration, Garrett Wilson, other players on the sidelines. They got 14 games left. And fortunately for them, they somehow beat Buffalo in game one. So they're not, like, out of it yet. They're out of I, it. No, they're not. If they get a competent quarterback. What are they going to And do? I'm going to throw out a guy. And I've never been, like, a huge fan of this guy. Carson Wentz. That's Go coaches. for it. They're calling. His agent's calling the Jets. And look at these numbers. And, and look, I know. Uh, guys. 33-7, 21-7, 27-7. I know the numbers aren't great, especially 2022. But. Is there any universe where Zach Wilson sniffs no, those numbers? Of course not. I would take 27 and yeah. 7 right now if I'm the Jets. And, and I've talked about this since the summer and, and the fact that it, they, they had to evaluate, evaluate him over the course of the summer and feel like he could be a viable backup with Zach Wilson. And they, they had to feel strongly about it to not go get a veteran to at least put in that room if something, God forbid, happened to Aaron Rodgers, which it did. And your point on, on Carson Wentz, I think, is, is a good one. He, he is available. And he has had a, a track record of success. That You may not love his stuff in the locker room, but he's not coming in for Mr. Popularity. You know, he's not taking over for the most popular guy in the locker room. And when you look at his career quarterback uh, rating, it's better than a lot of guys. It's better than Mac Jones. 
It's better than Trevor Lawrence. Oh. It's be- it is. I His know. career quarterback it's, rating is better. Yeah. It's, it, he, I mean, there's, there's six or seven starters in the NFL right now that he has a better quarterback rating career-wise. So it's, it's rare to be able to go get a guy like that. And you may, he may have his warts, but obviously the warts that they're dealing with right now are a lot worse. And the guys in the locker room are frustrated. And you hear Robert Sala talk. That didn't roll off his tongue. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there saying, how can right. I say this in a way where I'm telling the truth, but yet making sure everybody knows I'm not that comfortable with it either. According to Next Gen, Patriots generated pressure on 61.5% of the Jets' dropbacks on Sunday, New England's highest rate in a game since 2018. So I do not think it's all Zach Wilson. He had one little nice little drive. The Jets did not prioritize their offensive line. Now they, they made their bed and they have but, to sleep but in they it. they did. They have two number ones. They, and the two of the top five highest paid guys are alignment. They what tried to address it. They didn't do a very good job with it. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess so. They, uh, <laughs> do we have time to do the Patriots or no? Sure. Meanwhile, they're hanging on for dear life. Patriots look dominant and also almost lost the game on a Hail Mary. Mac Jones threw a long touchdown and may or may not have hit Sauce Gardner in a sensitive area. Should the Patriots fans... Be happy with this win. The answer, Nick, I'm going to ask the question and answer it, is a strong no. It's a resounding no. Moral loss. <laughs> moral loss. I felt better <laughs> week moral. one when we lost to the Eagles. <laughs> I felt good. I felt better when we lost to the Dolphins. And then while I was watching this game and watching what De- uh, Miami was doing to Denver, I felt even better about that. So I gave ourselves one and a half moral losses, moral, moral victories. victories, and this was a moral loss. The fact that I just can't with you know. It's just too. What are you? You're. you're go ahead, coach. They, they They're should, not a look. Good they team. should absolutely that. be happy with oh, the victory. Look, here's the thing. They're Britney Spears. That's who they are. They're Britney Spears, and Taylor Swift is now in Kansas City. And so Britney Spears <laughs> is happy to play in Las Vegas. That's who the Patriots are now. They've got to be happy with like playing it. in Las Vegas. They got to be happy with with wins like this because That's Tom Brady's not coming get. back, Thank and the star coach. now has moved on and is, lives you. in a different place. Yeah. I've been telling you this, Wilds. It, it's over. It's not over. There are no more championships. Oh. There might not even be okay, any we're playoff be a tough spot. That's for Cowboys a while. Patriots. Next segment. Yeah, next Cowboys week. are gonna pound you. They angry. Oh my gosh. They're angry. They're coming for you. Harper. Hits one in the air, looks back, it goes! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody, not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Offset of the day. In their first game without Trayvon, the Cowboys went into Arizona and lost. Dak had one touchdown, one interception. And then this interesting quote about the media. Take a listen. Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we, knew, we know who we are. Um, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got, got what they wanted. Uh, for us, um, that hadn't been but one, one undefeated team in this league, um, ever, ever. So, uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It's humbling. Um, but to say it's a wake-up call, we, we knew we had a lot of adversity, um, and we just, just didn't get it done. Okay, Brew, report card time. Can you put a grade on the Cowboys' performance here? Before I do, okay. let me address <laughs> what Dak just said. Why are you blaming the media? Y'all, meaning the media, put us on top of the world. Yeah, you had them on top of tears. Did the, the tears, yeah, not the yeah, world. Yeah. The te- did, the, did the media <laughs> say this? Let me see what Jerry Jones said a couple weeks ago. Best leader I've ever seen at the position. Was that the media? Was the that media the Dallas Morning it. News? Was that USA Today? Or was that Jerry Jones, your owner? Then this, Cowboys Nation, better buckle up and get ready because this is going to the Super Bowl. Was that the media media. or is that the Cowboys running their mouth? (laughs) There's more. Uh, The Lion is ready to hunt. I got a new prey on my mind, and it's Josh Dobbs. Is that the media? Did Tim Kalashaw in Dallas write a column? Or is that Micah Parsons, a cowboy? There's more. Jerry Jones, Mike should take a bow because we his fingerprints are all of, yeah, his fingerprints are all over 
with this. All right, so stop blaming the media, Dak and the rest of y'all Cowboys. This is y'all running your mouth, and I, I'm not pleased. Obviously, I call it like it is. Of course. I'm not. I didn't get what I wanted yesterday because what I want is good football. Mm-hmm. What I want is teams reaching their full potential. Yeah. What I want is a team <laughs> with Super Bowl potential, <laughs> not so putting the cart before the horse yeah, and booking tickets to Las Vegas, wherever the Super Bowl is. That's Vegas. where it's at this year. Yeah. Booking tickets to the Super Bowl. Take it, coach. Game, one game, one film session, yeah. one practice at a time. Makes sense. You don't yeah, overlook the things. And because of all that, because you're playing the media, I got to give you this. You brought your F game to Arizona and paid the price. F. That's what it is. It's an F. Uh, coach, That's the grade. Can I, coach, can I you have a grade in the Cowboys? Please. For a I, I don't want to follow that. All right. I just, listen. I... Obviously, their defense was bad, but I can – I almost – maybe you're going to say I'm let them off the hook. I think there was – there's an emotional almost reverb of one of your best players going down for the season in practice that if it's going to affect you for 96 hours, I think is legitimate. I think that's human nature. I think that's possible. I also think that we see – It is a cornerback, and they did give up 7.5 yards of carry. No, I, no, I get that, but no, no, no. It must no, have I, really affected the No, D-line. I don't think – I'm not saying it affected them as much X's and O's wise as much as it was just deflating. I think that there was an emotional sure. deflation of, of that. And we see whether it was the Colts beating the Chiefs last year or the Bears beating the Bengals the year before, teams that do ultimately either go on to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, sometimes early in the year, lose to a terrible team, and it's just we look back on it we're like huh that's a weird one I think we're going to look back on that Bills Jets game from week one and be like that's a bizarre loss like as for what those teams are I do think that Brew makes some fair points about the Cowboys even in Dak's quote when he says only one undefeated team ever that to me is the type of quote you hear from a team that's 13-0 13-0 and 0 that loses. Not a team that's 2-0 and 0 that loses. Like, the, the Eagles and Bucks play tonight. I don't think Baker or Jalen, whoever loses, is going to be like, well, the dream of undefeated is over now. Like, but, and so I just, I do think there is, and I hate to say it, some veracity to Brew's point that the Cowboys have allowed their great play the first couple weeks, and some folks doing things like putting them on the top of tiers, which the committee would never do. Two weeks to you know maybe get their get <laughs> oh. them over their skis yeah, a bit. And I didn't I don't understand the comment. We I, we know who we are. We know well. Who are you? Who are you? Are you are you an elite quarterback? Are you are you a quarterback that deserves another contract extension? Are you the leader of this team? Are, like who who are you? And and what does that mean? Are we are we saying? That you're somebody different than you are, and and you went out yesterday and proved so us wrong. Like I, I don't really understand. And why are you talking about the media at all? Why does the media have anything to do with with the way that you play, the way that you perceive yourself, or or, or anything along the lines? And, and this happens. You you go in, you beat up the two New York teams, and then you come out and you think you have a bye week against Arizona, and Arizona doesn't feel the same way, and and you you lose the game, so you just take a step back and, and you own that. This isn't a big picture your media conspiracy about everybody trying to, to keep you down as you're just trying to strive for greatness. Like, stop it. Just just move on and, and, and own it. Um, Cowboys in the red zone, one of the worst teams in the league, Nick. Do you think this is a major issue for them? Well, I, thus far it has been. It's why they lost the game yesterday. It was the worst red zone performance by any team in the last two years. Five trips, only 16 points. And the second half was even worse than that. Because the second half they had four trips to the red zone and actually all inside the 10-yard line. They went to the 8, the 4, the 8, and the 6, and they came away with 6 total points. That's disastrous. Now, last year, Coach, they were number one team in the league in the red zone, so you feel like, okay, you know, water will find its level. The concern is, last year, Dalton Schultz was their number one red zone target, and Ezekiel Elliott was their number one red zone back. Both those guys are gone. That, to me, was more glaring than the defense having a few busted coverages or, or busted plays. Josh Dobbs runs for 60. They allow the 67-yarder up the right sideline near the end of the game. The offense consistently moving the ball and then settling for zero or three mm-hmm. is, to me, the biggest red flag of the game. But then you also have the 13 penalties. 
I feel right. like that was a big issue that we talked about last year with the Cowboys, and it's been a big issue for quite a few years that we, we've talked about the Cowboys with the penalty aspect, and they had, what, a, it was a punt return called back that for, yep. for a touchdown. So you have the penalties, you have the, the extensive what, 189 rushing in the first half. You only get two sacks, the letdown, and, and the red zone on top of that, you know, you could say that, that that's the issue, but there were other issues here that need to get worked out outside of that. I thought what was interesting, now they did have three offensive starters on the line yep. out, so that, that may have been a factor. But, Coach, I saw concern when the play calling with Dak throwing interceptions. Like, that last trip they made to the red zone, when they were still down 12, you needed two scores, and they ran, they got there with five minutes left. Five and a half minutes. Yep. They ran five straight times. Tony Pollard up the middle. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. Five straight times up the middle, and that took two minutes off the clock. And I'm thinking, did they like was was McCarthy afraid that Dak was going to throw an interception? Like, why are you you gotta you gotta work quickly? And they're running time off the clock because he doesn't want his quarterback to throw an interception, or he had a brain freeze and forgot the clock. No, and we've Kirk talked Cousins. about clock management with the Cowboys in the past. We've seen that the last two years in the playoffs. So one or the other, whatever it was, it wasn't good. So I see, yeah, I was concerned with that, the red zone play and the play call in the late. Well, I'm sure at that point in the game, they had had the, the futility in the red zone. And this was, the was next, two for nine. This the was the zone. next level of, of answer for them. So, if it, yeah, if he's two for nine at that point, you're thinking, okay, we're going to have to run this in and mm. – and then what happens when they go to pass it and he throws the pick. So you can see why they may have gone to that, even though the time was, was right. a sensitive issue. All right, tonight, looks like Joe Burrow is going to try to give it a shot. Still a game-time decision. Bengals-Rams. Since he tried not to drop to 0-3, Bengals are favored by a field goal. Nick, is this a good idea, bad it's idea? a terrible idea. This was a terrible they, they, I mean, this is so short-sighted, in my opinion. He, the, the argument is, if we fall to 0-3, right. we're not going to make the playoffs. The Cincinnati Bengals have graduated past making the playoffs is the goal. I understand that's the, fir- most, the first step, but they are, I mean, I don't know if they're an S-Bob team. They but, are. Absolutely. But they are certainly a deep playoff run, Super Bowl aspiration. Joe Burrow said it. And if you, if you do not let Joe Burrow's calf heal, it is not going to heal. And if Joe Burrow's cap is not healthy, you cannot win four consecutive playoff games. Impossible. I, we have given him somewhat of a pass, at least I have Mahomes Mountain, some other words, how I think of him as a quarterback because I'm like, well, it's not the real Joe Burrow. It's a compromised Joe Burrow. Yeah. But if you play him tonight, you're just going to keep getting a compromised Joe Burrow. So yeah. I, I, I said it before. I would, I would sit him for the next four weeks. You have a bye after that. You could give him essentially six weeks off and say, hey, can we stay alive? Can we be two and four with a chance to get hot with a healthy quarterback? Instead, they're running him out there tonight. I think it's crazy. This is one of those decisions, though, that you really do work with the doctors and the trainers and the player and talk it out. It's not like you as a head coach sit up there and the doctor says, look, he's got a chance where this could be really bad. And you're like, I don't care. Play him anyways. It doesn't work like that, especially when he's your marquee player and he's your quarterback. You're, you're spending time with him. You're spending time with the trainer. You're spending time with the doctor. You're doing the cost-benefit ratio. And if he has the chance to play and then they feel comfortable with it, then, then you push forward and play him. But if, if to Nick's point you've got a chance of losing him for an extended period of time or the season, then it's, it's not worth the marginal gain of, of one game. If, he, if this calf injury was just going to diminish his ability to play, like his production, I, I'd still play him. Like if they were like, there's no chance of further injury, you won't be 100%, but an 80% Joe Burrow is obviously better than anything else they got. But – it's not just – I'm not a doctor, but calf injuries, as we've seen, could lead to an Achilles tear. And that's what scares me is that if he just is banged up the rest of the season and he plays at 75%, I'm fine if they want to take their chances. But if it gets worse, now you compromise this I, year and next year, he's probably pushing for it because he's got his yeah. money now. 
So whatever happens, he's fine. But he may just be like, look, I want to play. I want to help this season. And, and, and they got to protect But you're not going to do that himself. in a vacuum. You're going to do that with doctors I, and trainers. I get that. But the, I guess – and you're right, Brew. The, the Achilles – we've heard, seen the calf lead to the Achilles. The, the calf injury could lead to a broken collarbone because you're playing Aaron Donald and you don't have mobility. Like, that, when did Joe Burrow re-injure this? When he was trying to escape a pass rush. That's what I'm talking you, your lack. I would feel more comfortable having him play with a shoulder injury yeah. than something where his lack of escapability. Last time he played Aaron Donald, the Super Bowl ended with Aaron Donald, you know, throwing him to the ground. Like, I, I just think it's bad management. Well, also, he can't throw the ball. So, that doesn't help either. Yeah, because he can't throw the ball. Yeah. Can't throw the ball, dude. What's next for Colorado? Next, first things first. Ooh. Like, it's not Mahomes. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Last week, we were surprised Colorado was a 21-point underdog. Uh, Ended up losing by 36 to the Ducks, which was 35-0 at halftime. Shador underdressed the whole game, sacked seven times. Uh, defense was powerless against Oregon's offense. Here's Dion. Good old-fashioned butt kicking. No excuses, no nothing. Um, their coaches did a heck of a job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't. That was good. I mean, that was a really good old-fashioned butt kicking. Teams are trying to beat me. They're not trying to beat our team. They keep forgetting I'm not playing anymore. I had a great career. I'm serious. I got a gold jacket ain't back. So I'm good. One thing that I can say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. Brew, you had Colorado winning outright. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't your Said it with base. Not yeah. my best Dude, moment. Ten toes down. Um, look, I, I, I'm surprised they got blasted. I'm not, I wouldn't have been surprised if they lost a close game. That was initially what I thought. And I said, you know what? They're going to win. I'll yeah, go sure. with it. But what, what I took from that game, because I thought it would be close, because Oregon has struggled with Texas Tech, which is one in three. Yeah. All right? Like, they, they're not playing good football. Uh, Colorado had beat TCU, which is now three and one, obviously was ranked. I was wondering, okay, how good is TCU? But this is what I'm wondering after that game. Did Colorado – did TCU take Colorado lightly – Right? In the first game of the season, you're thinking, oh, they were 1 11 last year. They're not that good. And now, Colorado is getting the the championship treatment. Like every team that Colorado State obviously played terrifically against them. Now Oregon, which hadn't looked great against a, a decent Division One team, they look tremendous against Colorado. So they're a team getting everybody's best shot, mm-hmm. and they're not – as good as a team that usually gets everybody's best shot. So it, it could be some tough sledding going forward for them. Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. This is a team that hasn't won in a long time, and now they're in a position where not only did they win and surprise a lot of people early on, and I'm surprised the success they've had, this much success this early on, but they are getting everybody's best shot, and, and, and people do want try to try to shut down the machine, and people are afraid of what Dion's been able to do, the way he's been able to recalibrate the whole college landscape. I, I love what, what Dion's done, and, and I think he's, what he's saying is true. You better get him right now because this is going to be the worst that, that they're going to be. Yeah. And, and there's so many guys that came into pro football from college football and said they were going to readjust things and they had a secret sauce, and, they, and then they got beat up and they went back to college football. But Dion has come into college football and changed the landscape. And I think it's, I think it's good for, for college football. I, I like his message. Uh, and and I think they're going to continue to to grow and be a problem for everybody moving forward. And by the way, Dion before the year made it clear they don't have enough big people. Yeah, right. they need offensive linemen and defensive right. linemen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And by the way, their best player other than Shador obviously didn't play in this game. Now Travis Hunter is not a 36 point difference. I'm not arguing that at all. But this was going to be a, it was going to take a Herculean effort from the very beginning. And now, I, while I didn't pick Colorado, I did see a scenario where, it, like you said, it could be a shootout, yeah. and it was going to be they were going to trade scores because I didn't think Oregon was going to be able to dominate Colorado up front quite the way they did. It is ominous for next week because USC, while Oregon's defense is better than USC's, Oregon's offense is not as good as right. USC's is. Right. I I did take a little issue with Dan Lanning. 
and with some of the commentary after the game, though. And let me listen. Dan Lanning is a Kansas City guy. Dan Lanning actually used to listen to my local radio show. Oh, still oh. listens to my dear friend, the Church of Laszlo radio show. I like Dan Lanning a that? lot because he's called into it. He's oh. he's a great. I like him. He's a Kansas City <laughs> he had success some free story. Time. <laughs> I, I I really like the guy. I kind of chuckled when the head coach of Oregon was talking about how we're not glitz and glamour. Like, you're, you're a Nike commercial as a university, which is why Oregon became a big-time right. school. The jerseys and the shoes and all of it. Now, I know he's bringing kind of an SEC style and mentality, which is one of the reasons he's had success. But I felt like his speech then led to almost a snowball effect of people being like, see, the media was shoving Colorado down our throats. The media was not at gunpoint making 12 million people stay up till 2 in the morning to right. watch them play Colorado State. This has been a captivating story. Their win nice. over TCU is the second biggest point spread upset in the sport thus far this year. Mm-hmm. So it's, that, that was a shocking moment with a compelling not only coach, but an awesome future first-round quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like that is a recipe for authentic coverage and the idea that, oh, this was all make-believe anyway. We've seen media, you know, as teams that were media creations. I don't look at Colorado as that. I also do, Wilds, and I know you're worried about this, think that you know, the one of the five best quarterbacks alive, Caleb Williams, is going to light their <laughs> ass up this week. I think it's going to, if Oregon beat them by this much and you're USC, you're like, all right, now we've got to beat them oh, yeah, by they- more than 36 points. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to. Yeah. Mike, it I just don't. I don't know off. how they're going to. Caleb is yet to make a mistake this year. What, do you so have five touchdowns know. this weekend? The, he had a couple running. He actually didn't play great in the first half and then came on strong at the end. Oh. But I, I just don't know. I think it's going to be real tough for them against USC. Uh, coming up next, Bake Show. Oh. Bake Show? Yeah. We're calling it that now. Bake Show. Just me. Coming up tomorrow, brand new segment, almost like a sub segment. A new what? Super Bowl pick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brand new. What? No 0-3 team has ever made the Super Bowl. I get a redo. <laughs> Coming up tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. The promo. Look at it. <laughs> smiling, too. You got no shame. Well, <laughs> Sorry, Vikings. Golly. Undefeated Eagles in Tampa to face the Bake Show <laughs> in the undefeated box. Let's take a trip down memory bake lane show. on your confidence in the Bake Show. Take a listen. If Baker beats Philadelphia, will I give him love and hop Traveling. on the bandwagon? I refuse to even consider it. <gasps> I don't spend my time, I don't waste my energy considering foolishness. That's true. If Rutgers beats Michigan, number two Michigan this week, will I start thinking the Scarlet Knights are for real? I don't consider that. If if Trey Young leads the Hawks to the NBA championship, will I think Trey might be the best winner? I don't even consider Stuff like this. So no, if Baker goes and does something like that, then we'll talk about it. He's got no chance. Whoever runs Buck's <laughs> social media, can we send them that minute, please, so they can have it ready for Monday night? Drew, are you still giving the Bucks a 0% chance? Zero. I am steadfast. Now, let me say this. Let me start with this. <laughs> Says start it's been a weekend of upsets. Right. I told wow. you. Was no, 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 no. I told you. No, no, no. Let, let me finish. It's uh, been a weekend. Obviously, Dallas, Baltimore yep. let me down. Yes. Houston and Jack- Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I am still 100% okay. on the Philadelphia Eagles Dismantling or beating, just beating. Not dismantling. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am not backing the Bucks up have one no iota. Philadelphia no will win this game. No chance. 100%. 100%. I'm saying it. Oh, my goodness gracious. I've never won. Philly? I, it's been a, a year since I made a bet during the show. I'm, you, I can wait another minute. You're know betting on, on the, Tampa Bay winning this Yeah. You know I, really? Quickly, you yeah. know how many touchdowns Mac Jones threw for against the Eagles? Three. Three. How about Kirk Cousins against the Eagles? Four. So what do you think? Here's the three thing. Three or four for I, Big Show. Oh, God. He's going to dice up that secondary. Here's the thing. If they, they are on alert. Him. Jason He's Kelsey alert. has put out the word. Look, we have not been playing good football. Uh-huh. And they sure. haven't. He's letting he let Bro, them know. Bro, didn't you had do a, a whole year. rant? Mm-hmm. Because you have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Yes. This would be your Super Bowl pick winner. Losing to a quarterback that you think is worse than Kyle Trask. What'd you say earlier? So, the, but didn't you do a whole thing 
about how the Eagles on the road aren't very good. They don't blow. The games are closer. Yeah. Games are close. Yeah. So that's why that's why I amended. I, I said they'll win. Okay. They might not demolish them, but they're going to win. 3 o'clock tomorrow, And you America. said it early. You Ready. started the show Three. saying Indy beat Kansas. Yeah, Arizona and the Bucs are about to That's my point. And the Bucs are going to It's been a weird weekend, but no. <laughs> Eagles win. Is up next.